But here's the problem with that advice. One is that you've got to get to a thousand people on your list. And maybe get the first 50 is okay. You might be able to think of a hundred people straight away that wouldn't mind receiving your information. But what you don't want to do is hang around forever until somehow, mysteriously, a thousand people crop up on your list before you start connecting with them, before you start emailing them on a regular basis. The sooner you start reaching out to your list, the better. And you want to monetize that as quickly as possible. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal about automation, getting leads, retargeting and sales funnels. You know, the stuff that'll actually make you money and doesn't empty your wallet. Get valuable, actionable information from me and other experts in the online marketing space, which will boost your business beyond its current boundaries. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Hello and welcome to the show. My name's Clive Maloney. I'm so glad that you're here today. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me. Today, I've got a great show lined up for you. If you've been following along so far, you'll know that I'm running a little bit of a mini-series on list building. Now, list building is one of my favorite topics. It's all about email marketing, and we can use that for two reasons. It can either be to help people move through our sales funnel, or, or perhaps even and, it's also to keep in touch with the people on our list so that we remain top of mind when they're ready to make a purchase. Of course, there are loads of benefits around email marketing. And if you've not checked out my previous episodes, you may want to go back a couple of episodes. In episode two, we looked at how you can go about building your list. In that episode, what we did is we looked at some of the mindsets and some of the reasons why you'd want to build your list, as well as the general process for building an email list. And not just about getting people on another newsletter. It's about building engagement with your audience. And that's really, really important. In the previous episode, we looked at lead magnets that grow your email list like crazy. Our lead magnets are like our ethical bribes to get people onto our mailing list. Now, if you haven't seen those episodes, you may want to jump back and check those out. So the first episode to check out was how to build your email list. And you can go to getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash two and you can check that out. If you've seen that one, but you missed the last one, go back and check out the Lead Magnets episode at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash three. But if you're all up to date and you just want to dig in today, well, let's get going. Because today we're going to be talking about how to write killer email blasts. It's all very well having a list of even tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. But if you don't keep them engaged, that list will go cold very, very quickly. So it's really important to know what to send people on your list to keep them engaged and also to help them through the buying process. So eventually, hopefully, they'll become your clients. These episodes are designed as mini teaching sessions. So today is going to be no different. I want to give you some practical things that you can take away that's going to make a difference in you growing and maintaining your list. So today we're talking about the content that you put across in your emails that you send to people on your list. And specifically, we're going to be looking at subject lines for your emails. These are really important. If you don't get your subject lines right, it's likely that you'll get a very, very poor open rate. And you might have the best content that you share with people. You might have the best offers. But if they're not going to open your email, it's all a waste. So you want to make sure that you give yourself the best opportunity to get your content in front of your audience. We're also going to be looking at something I call the getting to know you email campaign. 
And this is a really important email campaign that you'll want to set up once you've sorted out your lead magnet. So again, if you've not seen that episode on lead magnets, that's why I encourage you to go back and do it now. It's getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash three. And you can go and find out how you can build a lead magnet in order to get people on your list. But once they're on your list, we'll then be looking at a sequence of emails that will not only lead people into making a purchase, but also establish you and build you as the authority and professional and the specialist that you are in whatever you do. It's one of the most important email campaigns that you'll ever write. And I'm going to give you a process for doing that. Today also, I'm going to be talking about email copy, what to write, how often to write, and what kind of things to include. So I've got some great stuff to share with you today. And we're going to jump straight in. Now, one of the things you've probably heard is that the money is in the list. And I must admit, I say it all the time. So let's just return for a moment to why we're doing this, why we're building our list, and why we communicate with people on a consistent basis. Well, the point of having a list is to sell stuff. Most people who see your stuff will not buy it, the first time they see it at least. Many may never buy your stuff, and this is normal. This is why it's important not just to cultivate a few relationships, but to connect with as many people as possible. If you're relying just on networking and meeting people personally or making individual phone calls, now that can end up being very hard work. There is only so much time that you've got, right? So this is where your email list comes in. It gives you an opportunity to connect with people on a regular basis. And really, there is no end to the scale of the people that you can connect with. That's one of the things that's brilliant about email marketing. So while many people may never buy your stuff, which again is very normal, almost all of them will buy something. So you might as well get paid for it. Now, if you treat them right, even a small list can make you a good amount of money. It can make you a fortune. It really can. I was told when I first started out that you needed to have at least a thousand subscribers on your list before you started making money, before you launched an email campaign or anything like that. But here's the problem with that advice. One is that you've got to get to a thousand people on your list. And maybe get the first 50 is okay. You might be able to think of a hundred people straight away that wouldn't mind receiving your information. But what you don't want to do is hang around forever until somehow, mysteriously, a thousand people crop up on your list before you start connecting with them, before you start emailing them on a regular basis. The sooner you start reaching out to your list, the better. And you want to monetize that as quickly as possible. Even a list of, say, a few hundred people could end up being very, very profitable for you. And like any tool there is, it's all about how you use it. So on one level, I do want to encourage you to grow your list. Having said that, it is about engagement. You can have a list of a million people, and if nobody is opening your emails or reading your copy or taking action as a result of your emails, well, then you've got a real problem. So your email list isn't just to sell, it's to connect, and it's to build a relationship with your audience. And that way, hopefully, you'll have sufficient credibility and trust for them to make a purchase. Even if you stop adding subscribers to your list, a good list, a responsive list, can end up paying you for many, many years. So what you can do is simply work now, work once, to build this list. And if you treat them right, they could pay you potentially forever. I know many smart marketers have been out there and they've grown a list and perhaps they've done that in view of a new program or something coming out. 
they grew that list, but they didn't continue to grow it afterwards. But what they did do is they nurtured that list and they was able to get repeated sales even without going back and working hard to up that list again. It's all about the people on it and it's all about engagement. The most important thing about your list, therefore, is not quantity, it's quality. And you've probably heard that expression, the money is in the list. Well, kind of. The money is actually in the relationships that you have with the people on your list. So yes, your list can be highly, highly profitable, but only if your list is engaged with you. So today we're looking at how to write killer email blasts. Now, to be honest with you, I'm not that comfortable about using the word email blast. It gives us the impression that we are just blasting or shouting at people. But I also want to give you the sense that email marketing is about leveraging your time. If you can write one email or one email campaign that could potentially lead thousands or tens of thousands of people through a process that will end in a buying position, maybe not for everybody, but even if you've got a sizable proportion there through that list, you can make a mint. So this isn't about blasting away at people and, and shouting. It's about a small burst of activity that hopefully will be very profitable for you. And what we have to remember is that what we're talking about today is not a silver bullet. Email marketing, just like any other marketing channel, is something that we all need to perfect and master. Something I say about social media all the time is that because we can all put out a tweet or put out a comment on Facebook, it doesn't make us expert marketers at using social media. It's exactly the same with email marketing. I know you can write an email, but to become a good email marketer, like any skill, you have to practice your craft. And alongside that, you need to learn the strategies. And that's, again, is what we're about today. In our previous episode, we were talking about the lead magnet. So that's the freebie that you give away to entice people onto your list. Let's say that you offer an ebook. So this is a very common thing to give away as a lead magnet. What do you do once they sign up? Well, of course, you could send a single email with the ebook or whatever it is that you've promised them. But rather than have one single email in reply and then perhaps stick them on your regular newsletter list, one of the things that you might want to look at is something that I call a getting to know you email sequence. There are three objectives with the getting to know you email sequence. And the first one hopefully is obvious. It's about helping your audience understand who you are and what you do. So they get to know you. When they download your lead magnet, the chances are they've probably stumbled across it on social media or on a website, and they haven't taken a serious look at what you do at that stage. What they wanted was your lead magnet. They don't want you right now because they don't know you. So if you just send them a single email with the content that you promised, they'll take that and probably they'll never speak to you again or they'll never visit your website again. What you want to do is send a series of emails that will help people understand what you're about and what you do. You use it to deepen your relationship with those people. You use it to educate them as to what you're about. Not just about what you sell, but also perhaps about the values of either yourself or your company or what you stand for. Why is that important? Well, it's important because people buy at the stage they've got credibility and trust with you. If they feel like they know you, it will confirm more trust. Another reason to have a getting to know your email sequence is so that you can deliver your content and also help them consume it. So let's say you put together a series of five little mini videos that teaches them something. This would be great because you could send a link once every day for five days with a new video. 
You can also have further emails that explain how to consume that. So as another example, let's say you've got a free report, well, you send that free report, and then you go back to your audience with tips on how that they can consume it, things that they need to be aware of in it, perhaps highlight a few key points, mention things and maybe even expanding on some of the things within that content. These don't have to be long emails. What you want to do is simply continue the conversation. So ideally, what I'd suggest is that you look at over the next 10 to 14 days of giving them more tips and more content. The getting to know your email sequence is really to fill three main objectives. One is to deliver the freebie or the lead magnet that you offered them. The second one is to build a relationship with your audience. And the third objective is to signpost the next logical step with you, which is probably to make a low investment purchase. So what you do, once they've opted into your lead magnet, over the next 10 to 14 days, not only do you provide that lead magnet, which of course you should do immediately, but you also give them more tips and more content. Now, because people are going to be opting in on different days and different times, you definitely want to set up an autoresponder for this. Autoresponders are things that you'll get on any good email management program. So whether you're on Infusionsoft like me, MailChimp, Aweber, Constant Contact, they'll all have autoresponders. And that means that as soon as somebody opts in, they'll immediately get sent their lead magnet. And then over the next 10 to 14 days, you deliver the rest of your email and the help and the tips that you provide. Extra to that, you also want to stay on top of your list and build a relationship with those people who join it. Consistency is key here. Going forward after you're getting to know your email campaign, you might send a regular newsletter or a blog article or whatever it is. I suggest you do that at least once a week. But you're getting to know your email campaign, you want to go for ideally daily. Your purpose is to keep and build that relationship and rapport. Now you are going to get a few people unsubscribed. They probably only joined your list because they want that freebie that you was giving away. They weren't interested in you. And that's okay. Because those people who unsubscribed were probably not good prospects for you. And most email management programs, you can go in and you can see your unsubscribe rates. I encourage you never to look at who unsubscribes. And don't sweat the numbers. You want to use your getting to know your email campaign to build your expert status and become an authority. The simplest way to do that is to give great value. Give some great tips. Give some good content. Give some things that will make a difference for people. So what kind of stuff can you include? Well, we've already talked about giving tips away. Definitely do that. Tell people the best way to consume it. Also talk about you and what you do. Not just the stuff you're selling, but perhaps talk about why you started your business, why you're in business, what matters to you, what kind of person you are. Use that getting to know your email campaign to have a period of concentrated discussion with your audience. Use it to build a relationship. So that means sharing something of you and not just what you sell. One of the best things you can do is share stories. Those stories should relate very much to the content that you shared with your audience. That's important because you know that content was relevant and needed from them. You can also use your stories to illustrate your authority and your expertise in your industry. You'll get to know your email campaign could go on potentially forever. You could sit and write a stack of 200, 300, 500 emails if you wanted to. But what I suggest you do instead is that you have a period of concentration that I call the getting to know your email campaign. And then after that, you'll then put them onto your regular mailing list 
in which they receive your ongoing newsletter or your blog articles or your special offers and anything else like that. So this is the getting to know your email sequence. There's a good chance that when somebody signs up to your list, they will open your email straight away to get the content that they wanted. After that, one of the things that becomes increasingly important is ensuring that people continue to open your emails. And that's where your subject lines come in. And let me tell you, subject lines are often talked about when we come to email marketing. Most marketers will tell you that it is the most important thing in getting your emails opened. But that's not true. It's actually the second most important thing. The most important thing is who is sending the emails. Do they know and trust the sender? If they don't know, they'll delete it. So again, this comes back to consistency. A very common mistake in growing your list is that you give people a reason to join your list and then you don't send them anything for quite some time. Or you do it for a while and then you get busy and you don't speak to them for months. When you do go back to them, they see your email come up and they think, oh, Clive Maloney, who's that? I don't know them. They've forgotten you. And also another common mistake is that you bombard your list with constant pushy sales materials one after the other. Yes, we are here to make money. But sales should be enjoyable. If you get it right, people enjoy being sold to. And particularly if you're a service professional like I am, what's important most of all is your relationship with your audience. So that's where we go back to what we were saying before, is about giving value, being of service, building that relationship with them. It's so, so important. So let's talk about some of the things to do with your subject lines. One of the nice things to do, and I think a lot of people are doing it now, is to include their name in the subject line. Your email management program should allow you just to put a, a first name field in, and then when it sends their emails out, it will just substitute their names from the database. So names make it personal, so that's a good thing to include. Something not to do is constantly talk about huge discounts. Huge discounts don't work, hardly ever. Having the odd sale, yeah, that's great. It'll help you shift surplus stock. But going out with huge discounts generally doesn't work. You want to keep your subject lines pretty snappy. Most email clients will display 50 characters or less. According to Return Path, subject lines with 49 or fewer characters had open rates 12.5% higher than those with 50 or more characters. So what you don't want is that when people see your subject line or their email client, you don't want that subject line to get cut off. And that's what they do. When your subject lines are too long, it will go along so far and then it will add dot, dot, dot at the end and the rest will be cut off. If you really struggle to keep it below 50 characters, then what you want to do is make sure that your keywords and the most important things you want them to read are at the front so that they don't get cut off. Having said that, I think in most cases we can be creative enough to keep our subject lines short. That's what you should be doing. If you're sending your regular newsletter, it's probably a good idea not to include the word newsletter in your subject line. Instead, use your strongest story from your newsletter. You don't want to send out that same subject line every time in a regular correspondence. Repeated subject lines get boring and people drift off, they don't continue to open them. If you've got some kind of offer or something coming up, urgency works. So a subject line like last day on, whatever it is, that will tend to work pretty well. Another thing that you might want to do is think about localization. 
So yes, you can personalise a message with the recipient's first or last name to improve open rates, but also you might include a city name and that tends to work even better. It will help your audience feel that this is highly relevant to them. It's where they live. So what you could do is segment your list to different geographical areas and then switch around your subject lines based on the city they're in. It will help it feel very relevant to them. Let's take a look at six subject lines that work really, really well. So here's the first. And what we're going to do here is we're going to look at the main benefit that you want to portray. Now that might be to make money, get a girlfriend, go on holiday. So an example might be to start off with the word video, and I would do that in perhaps capital letters and then put square brackets around it. So you let them know that there's a video here and then you, you put your title how to get a girlfriend, or seven ways to make more money, seven steps to a better sex life, or whatever it is that you do. Numbers, particularly three, five, and seven, are very important numbers in marketing. So if you could include that within your subject lines, that would work well. And what you've got to remember as well is that your content must relate to your subject line. So what you don't want to do is promise them one thing in the subject line and then deliver something else the bait and switch approach. Yes, that sneaky tactic will probably get you a few more opens, but what you'll do is that you'll annoy your audience, you'll get higher unsubscribe rates, and you'll damage your reputation. Another subject line that tends to work really well is, you are not alone, dot, dot, dot. According to one study that I looked at, this subject line achieved an incredible 90% open rate in many email campaigns and across many different markets. That's really good, isn't it? Why does it work so well? Well, it relates to the universal feeling that we all have that we want to belong. We all want to feel like we're in on things. I know a lot of people I talk to often feel that they're perhaps on their own when it comes to running their business, and that they're sitting at home and worrying about everything that's going on, and they think that they're strange for doing that because they look at everybody else who seem confident, they seem to be making massive progress, but there they are feeling very stuck. And often we can feel quite at odds with that. But when you talk to other people, you can often find that you're not alone. And we like to discover that we're not alone. We like to see other people suffering in the same way that we are. I know that sounds quite bizarre, but it's true. When we know other people are in the same situation as us, we feel normal. And we will want to be normal, whatever that means. The other reason why it works very well is that it creates intrigue. We're not telling them why they're not alone. It's just an intriguing statement that we then want to go and find out, well, what's it about? What I also like about that subject line is that it's very informal. Now, if you're from a corporate background like I was, what you're probably used to is writing quite formal emails. When it comes to marketing, you want to be very different. You want to come across as if you're writing to a friend. There might be the odd exception, but in the most case, we want to create personal relationships with people. Similar to you are not alone, dot, 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 an alternative is hey, dot, dot, dot. Just one word followed by an omsis. Again, it sounds very informal, like it's come from your best friend, as long as we don't over-abuse it by setting the same subject line out again and again to the same person, well, you're probably going to get a good open rate on that. Okay, let's talk about another one. Watch this video. People love watching video. That's why YouTube and Facebook and other channels are using video so effectively. 
It also works because we're using the word this. So watch this video. It's very effective in copywriting, again, because it arouses curiosity. The subject line isn't very descriptive. We're not saying what's inside, but we do convey that the video is of value to the reader. Another option for you, the full subject line here, is you'll love this, dot, dot, dot. So you can see where we're going here. Again, we are arousing curiosity. But what we're doing this time is that we're making a recommendation. We're assuming that somebody's going to like or use this. Again, it's the word this. Let's have a look at another one. Have you seen this? Question mark. Very similar to the previous one. Here we've got a question instead of a statement. The reader is likely to feel that it's going to be relevant to them because it's almost like a recommendation. And also what we're doing is using the psychological trigger of social proof. If we think it's worth looking at and we're making a recommendation to somebody else, they think, oh, okay, maybe I should be checking that out too. So that's a really strong subject line. So hopefully you can see how some of these subject lines are working. If you want more ideas about subject lines that will work, there's a couple of things you can do. One is download the cheat sheet that I prepared for you today. I'm going to talk about that more toward the end of the episode. But if you really can't wait, then go to my website, uh, getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash four. Here you'll be able to pick up on the show notes for today and that cheat sheet. So go and check that out. Again, more on this later. The other thing that you can do is keep an eye out for emails that capture your attention. If you get something that lands in your inbox and you find yourself clicking on it, ask yourself, what is it that makes this a good subject line? What you might want to do is just drag those emails and put them in a separate folder for inspiration later. Use it as an opportunity to work out what's working and what's not. So hopefully all that together has given you some great ideas on what you can do for subject lines. Remember that subject lines are very important for ensuring that your emails get opened. So let's move on now to talk about your email copy. Now of course your copy is going to vary wildly depending on what you're doing. So it's difficult for me to give you an exact formula, but there are a few things that I can share with you that will make a difference. And the first thing is to make it personal. If you're from a corporate background, or you're just somebody who tends to write formally, and people who are academic, or you just write in that kind of style, you need to lose it and start writing in a more personal style. I want you to imagine your best friend or your favourite client Somebody that you love writing to and you want to just share something that's really important. You want to let them know about it and you want to do it with the greatest amount of kindness. If we write with that in mind, we tend to come across far more friendly, far more approachable and far more personal. Do not send out email copy that would look right in a university dissertation. That will do you no favours. Do make sure that you call your users to action. I know this sounds obvious, but when you write your email, think about the thing that you want people to do and make it really clear. Do you want them to click on a link to go to your website? Do you want them to read an article? Do you want them to give them a call? What is it you want them to do? Be specific and tell them clearly. Make sure you offer a good content mix. So don't just send out sales messages after sales messages. And conversely, don't just send out newsletters and nothing else. Make sure you get the mix right. Be different. Don't follow the crowd all the time. Do just what everybody else does. Look at how you can be different from other people. 
and give tons of stuff away. Never hold back. Go the extra mile. Step up and be good. An acronym that I often keep at the back of my head from Robin Sharma is ADOV. Always deliver outrageous value. That's one way to stand out from the crowd. It really is. Something else that we covered when I was talking about subject lines is to be a straight shooter. Don't deceive people. Don't tell them one thing and send them off in a different direction. Be clear about what it is that you're offering, what it is that you're asking people to do, and never lie to or deceive your list. Of course, we're doing this all because we're looking to get more sales. So what you want to do within your email copy is help people decide that they want your stuff. This is very different to convincing someone that they want your stuff. So this is about shifting from hard, pushy, sell, 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 to providing information, answering questions, giving examples about how your products or services are helping other people like the people on your list. It's a different tone. And certainly don't be afraid to tell people what you've got on offer. You're helping them make a decision. If you're using email marketing in conjunction with content marketing, like a blog or a podcast or something like that, then what you might want to do is, instead of just sending out the same blog every time, mix up the modalities that you use. So you might want a combination of audio and video and teleseminars and webinars and and emails to communicate with. Multiple modalities helps. But at the end of the day, we only trust two types of people. We trust our friends and those people who are in authority. This is human nature. What you want to do when you're communicating with your list is be both. Be their friend and also be someone in authority. Be an expert. Be someone who is in the know. Okay, we've covered a lot. There really is so much that we could talk about here. But if you want this to be useful to you, what I want you to do is take action. Whatever the size of your list is right now, I want you to send them an email. Reach out to them. Get connected. If you haven't built a lead magnet yet, go and do that. Check out the previous episode that I mentioned before. And I've also got a list building course that you can go to. It's on my virtual academy. Go on my website and have a look at my virtual academy. I cover everything you could possibly need to know about email marketing step by step. At the very least, take some action today. Reach out to your list. Don't let it go cold. Every person you have on your mailing list is an honour to have. If you don't communicate with them regularly, those people will soon forget about you. And all that hard work that you put in to get people onto your list will be a complete waste. So reach out for them today. And as always, what I've done is put together a cheat sheet for you. And today's cheat sheet is all about your subject lines. I've put together a list of over a thousand powerful adjectives and words for eye-catching headlines. So what you can do is have this as a file on your desktop or print it out and keep it on a drawer handy. And that way, when you're writing your email copy, you can just go on that list and use it to craft your next hot sizzling headline. To get to that cheat sheet, you need to go to my show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash four. And that's the number four. So if you go there right now, you can download that list and I think you'll find that really, really helpful. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks so much for being with me. I never take it for granted. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about networking for introverts. Whether you're someone who goes networking regularly at different events and you use that as a regular way of meeting new customers and prospects and to leverage referrals from them, or perhaps you're somebody who's too frightened to go near a networking event, this is going to be really helpful. However you feel with networking right now, I've got some brilliant tips that will absolutely change it for you.
So watch out for episode five of the Get Real About Business podcast. We'll be talking about networking for introverts. That's it from me today. I've been Clive Maloney. Here's to you and your amazing success.